Hello, and welcome back to Generation Collaboration. I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Litzy. Before we begin, please like, subscribe, and follow the show wherever you do your listening. Today, we're doing something different. With the holidays approaching at the time of this recording, we thought we would celebrate the season of giving and gift you guys something we never done before. Today, our guests are, drumroll please, the Generation Collaboration podcast team. Woo! <laughs> Of course, you guys know us, the hosts, but we have invited two very vital members of our team. So please welcome David Layden and Lauren Stiefak. You hear them every episode during credits, but what do they actually do? Today, you'll find out not only their roles, but the processes that take place behind the scenes to allow these episodes to go from merely ideas to recordings you can tune into. David Layden is the Youth Success Manager at Youth on Record, and Lauren Stiefak is the Program Director at Colorado Young Leaders. So David and Lauren, how are you guys doing today? Good. Thanks for having us. I'm grateful to be here. Likewise. Excited to be here with you all in the studio. Awesome. So David, what is being a youth success manager? Like, what does that mean? Like, what is it? Uh, so that's a kind of like a fancy name for program manager here at Youth on Record. Um, I'm, I run our podcasting and media arts programs. So training young people to make podcasts and video content, uh, video media. And then I also support in other out-of-school programming, like our summer programs. Um, we have different youth success managers who oversee our fellowship, Open Lab, and other things like that. So it gives me a chance to do both student-facing work with young people, um, producing shows like this and Underground at the Showcase, as well as kind of the program management, program design, curriculum development work as well. So what is your favorite thing about this role? I love that I get to be an artist and work in collaboration with other artists, whether they are people like Lauren and Ryan who work on this show with me or, or young artists like yourselves and the, the Youth on Record podcast interns. Having the chance to see my work through the lens of both education and art and have it be all connected and not necessarily in opposition is my favorite part of the job. So, David, what is something that you'd like to share um, so I've worked in art spaces for most of my career. Um, I have been a teaching artist, a musician, a performer. And so I hadn't really had a full-time 40-hour week salary job in, in many years, in over a decade. Um, and so for me, a lot of the learning that I've done has been about myself and how I work with other people. And it's been a really um, valuable experience, um, both professionally and developing my professional skills and my, my audio skills. Like I, I came to this work as somebody who did a lot of audio editing and storytelling with less technical training and mixing and mastering. And I've gotten to learn so much, not only from my colleagues, like Jesus Rodriguez, who's one of our, uh, uh, youth success managers, but also from the the youth who are in our programs, the, the college students who are doing our internship have taught me um, how to master. I, I learned from a 22-year-old some of these skills. So I think that experience of, of learn, co-learning, both with my colleagues and the young people I um, facilitate programs for, has been such a cool, valuable learning experience. Speaking about working with youth, Lauren, what does being a program director mean? What do you do? So at Colorado Young Leaders, I manage and oversee all of the programming that we do with high school students. So we have this podcast program. We have a changemaker program, which I help build the leadership content for high school students to engage in, as well as our monthly service projects so students get out in the community 
and um, do different things that support their passions and interests. So with that, uh, we have a team of adult mentors called Summit Guides. So I work with them on encouraging how they facilitate meetings, the content they provide, um, really overseeing and directing all of the ways that high school students in CYL can get involved in service and leadership. What is like your favorite thing about this job? My favorite thing about being a program director at CYL is just being able to really see and work with the community and develop um, projects that youth can help support in these really big issues and help break down what seems like really big challenges that our community and our world is facing and have youth see themselves as part of the solution in that. So really working on how we can be the most intentional, impactful programming that we can provide. So I love that creative process, innovative process of building something new. So what is the biggest lesson you learned uh, at CYL or Youth on Record? I would say one of the things that we say in CYL is that we're not the experts in everything or and sometimes even anything. And so how do we learn from others and bring in others to learn more? So um, I always find that the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. So it leads me into curiosity and just learning more. And I think that's the biggest lesson is there's always somebody who knows something different than you and it gives you a different perspective. And it's always good to ask those questions. So we have Colorado Young Leaders. And then on the other side, we have Youth on Record. So between those two, how do we get the this podcast? How do we get Generation Collaboration? How did this come out? And why did it start? I will let Lauren take the lead on this because uh, this, I think, started as your vision with the first podcast that you made. Yeah. So this actually started, um, if I backtrack a little bit, in CYL, we have... Uh, what we call legacy projects for seniors in our program to really take initiative and develop something that they want to see sustained beyond their time in high school and, and to really develop that community. So uh, one of our seniors, Riley, who was on the show last year, um, they had this idea to create a storytelling platform for youth to share a story with any medium they chose. And it was called Hear Our Voices. And that iteration then developed into uh, what was Hear Our Voices podcast, which was the first iteration of what is now Generation Collaboration. So it's really has always been rooted in putting youth voice first and telling stories that need to be told that oftentimes youth feel silenced in. So Hear Our Voices uh, had a great first season, had some really notable guests. And from there, uh, we were coming out of a pandemic and realized that all of the things that we were doing on this podcast, as I said earlier, we're not the experts in. And so Youth on Record is experts in um, music education and podcasting. And so that's how this partnership started. I'll pass it to David add anything else. Well, Lauren maybe downplayed the guests. I mean, they had Jared Polis, governor of Colorado, mm -hmm. as a guest. They had Rachel Hurley, the state epidemiologist, and that famous young scientist from Anjali Rao. Yes, Anjali Rao. Yes. So it was. They had some like really high profile guests, and so yeah, Lauren invited me to take a listen, and I had some share, did some research and. Some, had some feedback and we um, came to the conclusion that it would be really fun to try to produce a podcast together. 
Well, so you guys knew each other before this podcast even came about. No. 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 She reached out and kind of just started in this process of like visioning uh, a show that was youth-centered, youth-hosted. And the idea was to like grow into being youth-produced, recognizing that um, young people are very busy. You have a lot on your plates. The academic demands of high school students today are – incomprehensible to me. It's a a lot, right? (laughs) And so um, we just kind of started and we've centered the relationship between us and the hosts, but we also center that in our work, right? That collaborative process is is in our work and it it requires us and me to to decenter my own ideas sometimes. Like I didn't originally want the name Generation Collaboration (laughs) and Braden and Sinakshi were really passionate about it. And and I was like, yeah, okay, it's your show. Do what you want. And I'm so grateful that they did because now I just like it rolls off my tongue. So talking about guests and having guests on this show, how does the Generation Collaboration podcast team decide which organizations to bring into the podcast? Wait, before we ask you guys that, I know I want to share my own experiences with that. So for context, Lauren over here, the first time we came in, she's like, y'all, you guys get to pick the guest or something similar on that note. Yeah, we the hosts were able to get that list and just go in and highlight like our top 10 favorite like organizations like I remember going on every single website and just being like I really like the work that they do I would like to have them on the show and some some of them were able to come on some were still working on but it was really awesome to be able to like pick out like make a little choice on that so it is definitely a youth centered with that yeah a question for you Litsy and Emmanuel if I may yeah Um, go ahead (laughs) just looking at that list of all these organizations in Denver doing this work how many were new to you? Did you have any ideas that this these organizations existed? And I had zero idea of any of these organizations existed. Like it was a great learning experience to see what organizations do to help you know have an impact on Colorado and how they um, support both youth and like older generations to work together to solve these issues. And like it was just an amazing experience to see all the different organizations that um, Colorado has. Definitely. Um, when I joined the podcast, one of my like aspirations was to learn about Colorado organizations because I feel like either they don't talk enough about them or I'm just not paying attention. Either way, I didn't really know anything about any of those organizations. So I was like, wow, like this exists. No, there was one about like, and hopefully we'll have it on the show, but there was one about people giving houses to the homeless. And I'm like, this is crazy. No one ever talks about that. So that's why I'm here. I want to talk about that. Yeah, and it's really great. Like last year, it felt like we were. And the first season was took us eighteen months to produce. We hired Braden and Sinakshi as juniors, and um, we were. I think the the phrase is building the ship as we were driving it, steering it, building yes. the car as we were driving it, building the stairs as we're climbing up them. That's what I like to say. Assembling <laughs> the hot air balloon as we're flying. Yes. I don't know. Uh, there, we can come up with a lot of these. We were kind of figuring it out. And so we we would, you know, Lauren would say, well, we know these folks. And Braden knew some other people. And Sanakshi wanted to bring in her teacher. And I knew some folks from uh, the kind of arts world and media world. And and we we kind of all yeah, – Yeah, it takes a village. It, yeah, but it, but it also lacks like structure sometimes. And it could be challenging. And so what I, I'm – I really like about this year is that we did have this generative process early on where we tried to, I think it was 30 organizations that, and my goal is that next year when, you know, let's see you depart us to go off to college and, um, 
is that maybe the, the two of you will help us generate that list. Like what voices were missing, what stories are missing. I think that that's a big part of our mission is is to understand like what whose voices are being omitted from the the media, right? Why why are we not hearing the work that young people are doing on the radio outside of our show on KGNU every month? So um, hopefully- Shameless plug. <laughs> not, I have no shame. Um, so yeah, but I think that thinking about that's what I hope that you all can help us also shape the future. And as we build this project, thinking about it extending beyond our own 10 years at the organization, this is something that is long term is how do we, the more power that we put in your hands, the more sustainable the project can be. Sorry, I'm kind of speechless right now. <laughs> Wipe the tear from my eye. I also <laughs> want to point out that in this progress, we were able to hire Xavier Gauthier, who is our associate producer on the show, who's currently engineering. And he went through our Youth on Record podcast internship program. He's an award-winning journalist. He works at Met Radio. Um, but that we're moving in that direction of having this be a, a youth a predominantly youth-driven um, production, which is our goal long-term. So, Lauren, I know that you are the one who contacts these organizations. So how do you get these organizations to be interested in being in the podcast? So CYL partners with 40 to 50 organizations in a given year to host our service projects and programming. So we have a, a lot of contacts across the city who do amazing work. And when I reach out to these organizations and share all the work that we're doing here on Generation Collaboration and say, we would love to amplify your work, please come in and bring a youth guest, bring someone from your staff and join us so we can talk about all the work that you're doing. Um, I think organizations really love to be part of it. They love to be able to have a platform to share. And a lot of the organizations we choose are smaller. As David said, maybe they're not getting their stories out on the news. They're not being talked about much, but they need to be. And so I think that these organizations are ones that we want to really empower and uplift. Well, it's amazing that there's Colorado Young Leaders has partnered with so many different organizations and that all of them are trying to help better Colorado in the world, like, which is an amazing thing for me, you know, because we do see a lot of problems throughout Colorado. And I just love how there's organizations and news out there who are trying to help solve these problems. Once we um, secure the guests, the bag, one might say, we get a little Google Docs um, and we just go in, write our questions. We research a little bit. I know me and Amon will usually work on the same one or sometimes we get different episodes to work on, but we just go in and rewrite the questions and yeah. Like we also kind of also work on like the script and like what do we want the guests? Well, first of all, we work on what are the themes? What do we want the um, the viewer, the listener, I mean, to get out of this podcast? Like what are the things we're going to be talking about specifically to help guide our conversation a little bit? What is your guys' like, what do you guys do before getting into this recording session? I do a lot less now. So I, I've been... This season, we've also been joined by Ryan Conero, who has uh, helped set up uh, Inside Wire Prison Radio with the Denver Prison Arts Initiative and has been doing a lot of community uh, storytelling and, and radio projects over the last two decades. Um, so I can kind of speak for the two of us. Uh, in the past, I actually also edited and mixed all of our episodes. So now that's Xavier's job. But a big part of our role, I feel like, is providing the... Um, structure for you to kind of work as independently as possible, right? And so it's developing tools and scaffolding so that throughout the season, we do less and you do more. 
And so I guess I don't know if that's like an explicit enough uh, answer of like what we do, but a lot of it is just kind of project management, but through the lens of handing the work off to the hosts and the and and Xavier, the associate producer, so that again, it's increasingly youth driven as the season moves forward. I know it's very organized. Thank you guys. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Generation Collaboration. Today, our hosts are interviewing me, David Layden from Youth on Record, and Lauren Stevepack, the program director at Colorado Young Leaders. We are both producers on this show, and Litzy and Emmanuel are taking some time to learn more about our process and the history of the production. I have a question for you. What is one thing that you have learned or are learning through doing this show? So something I have learned from this process of being a host and like being generation collaboration is that if you want to make change happen, you cannot do it alone. You have to work with others to make that change happen. Like as we see with many different organizations, they work with each other in the same organization to achieve that change. For me, I feel like I've just learned to be a better like talker. Um, I always like to talk. Like that's my favorite hobby. Just I get like really nervous when talking to people that I'd never met before or just feel like I've said something wrong and I ponder on. I'm like, why would I say that? Like when I wake up at three in the morning, I'm like, I got to tell I got to tell Xavier to cut that out. And then I just the more that I practice it, I'm like, wait, you know what? It's not even that big of a deal. Um, So I'm just learning to be more confident in like talking, I guess, and trying not to stumble over my words, which I'm not doing really good in this segment. But, you know, it's okay. You won't find out. What I find so (laughs) cool about this each season is that it is a an audio time capsule of your growth in this program of how many things you've learned and you'll be able to go from the first episode to the last episode of the season be like oh my god why why did i say those things or now i know to ask a question now i know these things and now i can hear and you can hear that whole growth that you've been through during this program and being part of this podcast, which I find really cool. And hopefully not judge yourself as much. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's, I mean, part of, part of being an artist is like, and I, and I do see our work, even though it's through a journalistic lens, it is, it is also art where you are creating something new, um, is to grow from your work, right? Like it's never going to be, it's always going to be this upward trajectory and that's, that's okay. Right. So I'm curious what have you learned? From my job or from the work on the show? Both. Anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like, I, well, to your point, Emmanuel, is that it's like it really requires a team. Um, I We live in a, a culture that loves, like, the cult of personality, whether it's Taylor Swift or Steve Jobs or Beyonce or like we have this idea that there's these individuals who are just exceptional and deserve their astronomical wealth. But they have like people who work with them and they work in teams and collaborations. If you look at like any of the the famous musicians you listen listen to, the most of them, when you see who's written their songs, there's like four or five or six or eight songwriters on every song. And so through working on this show and working with Lauren, um, I have really learned – you know, what it's been like to be in a collaborative uh, relationship with other educators, other other producers. Um, you know, there's this idea, We the, the language of equity is thrown around a lot in, in our culture, but equity and equality don't mean the, th- the same thing. Equity is about like, you know, we all put in different 
types of work and and it kind of balances out. And then working on this show and bringing in Ryan and Xavier, the ability for me to step back and or to to lean on people or for Lauren to travel to northern Macedonia for two weeks, right? That now because we're a team, we can step into these roles and support each other. And the show is bigger than any individual person here. And that's been as an artist, as a musician, my bands are always falling on me, right? Or I'm in someone else's band and they're making the decisions. And so to be in a space where I can let go of that control. I can leave for eight weeks on parental leave and know that everything is going to be great because the team is is so strong. That's been probably the most, I don't know if that's like learning, but I, in the same way, maybe that I'm learning about an idea, but it's to see it in action is so, is new for me. In order for all of this, all of this community, all of how we live our life to work is that we do need to rely on other people, as David said, and that, um, it takes all of us to each lean into our skills that we have and each lean into our strengths. And I will identify as more of a behind the scenes, kind of pull the string sort of leader. Puppet um, master. <laughs> puppet master, yes. But I, I, I love the space of just being reflective and um, providing more space for you, Emmanuel and Lissy, to really shine and really thrive and um, where you want to be and help you feel supported. So um, to reiterate David's point around this community building, but also to uplift all of the organizations that we're working with. And a lot of them are new to me too, or we don't get a chance to partner with them as I would love to in CYL, but we can provide them more of an opportunity to share all the work that they're doing um, on this platform. So I think that's a big thing for me is just leaning into the collaborative process and letting go of expectations, right? We might have an idea. I might have an idea of how this show will go and David's is different than mine. And let's see, Emmanuel, you may have a different idea too, but together we make something really powerful and awesome together. I actually have a question for you, Emmanuel. Now it's your turn. It's your turn on the hot seat, as Lauren put it. What is the hardest part of being a podcast host for you? And what is something you enjoy the most? When I'm doing an interview or doing something like speaking in the interview recording session, is I, I always notice the little things I do, such as like speaking flat, fast or enunciation. Like that's one of the hardest things to do is like not to try not to stop myself and like fix those problems easily. Like is I feel like that's one of the hardest things to do, you know, listen and see me making a mistake in person. Like, ugh. Um, but like something that I enjoyed is like meeting a diverse um, group of people each and every recording session. Like I get to meet new people, people who have different experiences, people who can bring different things to the table, seeing the perspective of different people. How about you, Litsy? Okay, so... Let's see. The hardest part of being, I'm going to be so honest. It's a real amazing privilege to be a podcast host. I think about it all the time and I'm like, this is an incredible job. But there are parts that are hard. Like for me, the hardest part, because it's just so awesome to be here. Like, honestly, it gets like over, overshadowed by the good stuff. So I don't know. I Let me think about How this. Like listening to your voice when you're editing. I actually don't hate it. I think I don't. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've listened to like a couple episodes now and I'm like, I'm more confident in it. But in it, but I'm just kind of like, I don't hate listening to my voice. I think the hardest part is just being in the seat and just trying to say something like witty or funny. And then I'm like, oh, goodness gracious, why did I say that? What do I enjoy the most? 
definitely being here with you guys. Just um, I love being able to go home and like tell my mom, Ma, like I just finished another episode, and I know that it's gonna be on the radio. What was it again? KGNU 88.5. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's going to be on the radio. Like, I have family members in Mexico who hear it. And it's just inspiring to know that I'm, like, doing something different and just coming out of my comfort zone. Because I don't think, like, if, like you told me this from middle school, I'd be like, girl, no freaking way. Because I had, like, social anxiety. So I'm, like, glad to be here. This is actually the question I've been waiting for. So what is, um, what was the craziest or best off mic moment? Me, 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 me. Let me tell you. Okay. So <laughs> do we have any other volunteers? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let me tell you all a story. So like, I think it was either two episodes ago or one episode ago. Um, basically, Litsy was saying all the names of the people who like helped produce and engineer this. Oh no. And Lauren was <laughs> actually there with us, right? And she's one of the producers. So Litsy had to say her name. But instead of saying Lauren, she said Lauren. I think Lauren, something like that. And it was Lauren. like hilarious. It was Lauren. <laughs> Lauren. <laughs> and Lauren then, like, Steve Peck. You should have seen, because like, um, Lauren was in the other room. And like, we just saw her dying laughing <laughs> because like, nobody ever said her first name wrong. And it was just so funny. Like, it's it always the, the last moment. name, but I got the, the last name. I got the last name right. And we had spent so much time talking about names beforehand. I didn't even think to say, here's how to say Lauren. Right? Yeah. Like, here we are with Lauren <laughs> Steve. <laughs> the fact is, I didn't even hear it. Do you have a favorite off mic moment? I had the joy of being in the control room when interns uh, for Youth on Record were producing the episode. And it was so fun to have that energy in there and everybody um, <laughs> is a big group. It was probably 10 people who were part of that podcast episode that day. And I think that just seeing all of the energy, all the excitement into this show was was really powerful for me. So Aaron was in here. He was we were just wrapping up like he was ready to leave. And I was leaning against like these boxes, man. I don't even know where I don't even know what those things are. The amplifiers, guitar amplifiers. Yes, and I thought it was stable. I'll never forget. I was trying to be all cool. I'm like, yeah, like see you later. Leaning back on it, and I. <laughs> I laughed so hard. It was hilarious. And it was like my feet went up. Like I went like that. Funniest thing is that Aaron was just looking at me like. <laughs> and he wasn't laughing, and that's what made it. It was so embarrassing. But Aaron, if you're hearing this, it's okay. I'm I'm okay. I didn't break my leg. It was a really funny moment for me. I went home and I, I cried a little, but it was worth it. It was a funny moment. So yeah. Awesome. Wish I was there for that. <laughs> Thank you, David and Lauren, for joining us in this episode. And it was certainly an interesting one. A bit of back and forth here. I personally never been questioned on this, so this is like kind of new to me. But I think it was really fun. Um, thanks again, all you listeners, for join in on generation collaboration and we invite you to join in on the collaboration by clicking like subscribe or follow we are on spotify amazon music apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, or wherever you listen today's episode of generation collaboration was engineered by xavier goche and produced by lauren stepak and ryan conroe our theme song new day was produced by key Generation Collaboration is a co-production of Colorado Young Leaders and Youth on Record. Learn more about Colorado Young Leaders at coloradoyoungleaders.org or across all socials at CO Young Leaders. You can learn more about Youth on Record at youthonrecord.org and on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Youth on Record. Thank you again, and we hope you'll join us next month here on Generation Collaboration. Generation Collaboration. Yeah!
the silence is so sorry, loud. JJ. 